What's going on, friends? Welcome to another Untitled Gamecast. I am your host, always, Aiden Gross. And joining me this week, my boy, co-host, Dom. Dominic, yeah. Dominic. How you doing, Dom? Doing all right. How about you? Doing well. Doing well. Good to just talk to you. Good to hear everyone, you know? So we got another special guest this week. Joining us again. We had so much fun joining or having you last time. My cousin, Jared Reynolds. What's going on? Hey, what's up? Good to be back. Yeah, we Glad like- to have you. Yeah, Thank you. game news going on. Uh, we it's good to just have another person to talk with, hear their opinions, and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. which is good, which is good. So a lot to talk about. It is also May fifteenth. It's nice. We're getting through May. Wow. Wow. Don't we're already five me. months. Yeah, already five months. Way May. too fast. Yeah, way fast. Everyone, hopefully, when we get some uh, people to write back in, they'll say this month's going fast. Like seriously, you think all the game reveals, you're like, oh, that seems so far away. But you're like. Everything's coming fast. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we've got a lot on the plate to talk about today. Huge, huge Summerfest. Before we go into Summerfest, what do you guys think of it so far? If you had to give it a grade. Summerfest? The summer, what is this called? Summer Game Fest that Jeff Keighley's doing? It's doing uh, every, I forget what, is it Summer Game Fest it's called or just summer? That's something. I don't know. I don't, I don't really That's the ever... Jeff Keighley thing. I'm on, I'm on on Twitter. That's what Jeff Keighley's throwing. It's Twitter. It's I... called Summer, yeah, Summer Game, Game Fest. Fest. Oh, Summer I Game Fest. Of, I hadn't heard of it. Yeah. Summer I, Game Fest. Yeah. I, I hadn't heard. I had kind of heard of it, but I haven't heard anything out of it. So Have you heard Jeff Keighley's name all around recently ever? That's what his thing yeah. is. Yeah. No. Him doing it. Okay. No, I don't He's about to stream right Keighley. now, actually. I know. I you thought it was just him doing his normal stuff. Yeah. No, that's why each day has been one thing so the first day uh was monday and i guess that was tony Hawk's birthday and then which was a bad leak by the way because he wrote uh, a text message got leaked on him saying oh tony Hawk's coming out before the summer game thing was gonna reveal because i think they do it at like 8 a.m and then they just had to do it right away and they had i watched it tony hawk was live on there it's awesome wow. I, yeah, yeah, yeah i mean we could get into that the whole thing it's just awesome. We have so much games. So do you like, so that was, I'll tell you this, Summer Game Fest is that, the Tony Hawk reveal, then two, the second day was Unreal, and then the engine, and then the third day was Ghost. So that's basically the three days so far of Summer Game Fest. Do you think it's been good? Is that part of Jeff Keighley's thing? Because yeah. the Ghost of Tsushima was a state of play put on by Sony. Right, but he put it on his thing. It's so considered... He was a- he was just yeah. covering the events. See, who's ready for State of Play tomorrow? Go see Miss Tune in at 4 p.m. Hashtag Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Mm. All right. That's what everyone's calling this whole week because this is kind of like the pre E3 everything. You know, they're, you know, all these, everyone has announcements to yeah. talk about. So I guess this is new to, news to you guys, but of these three days, what do you think? Uh, the big news for me was Paper Mario the other day. Really? So that we'll get into because that was not one of the summer game games events. I guess we could start with Paper Mario because that's a smaller thing. That came out of nowhere because a tweet. Um, wow. I think, and as a big series, I love Paper Mario. I don't know if everyone else is. I hear mixed reviews on it. But you'd think that they'd give them more love than just a tweet. You know, it was kind of random out of nowhere. Yeah, there wasn't even a direct. Right, 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 right. What do you think oh. about that, Don? I woke up to that. Hey. You, you sent me a, a yeah. message in the morning. Actually, I was yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> what? A, I hear your keyboard. B, I think it's good. I kind of like that Nintendo's willing to drop things and just let it be that they don't, that they're willing to kind of make these game announcements for like 
not major titles, but kind of like medium sized titles. And then like just two months later, the game's going to be out. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not an Animal Crossing. It's not a Metroid. It is a Mario game, but it's not like a Mario Odyssey 2. And the last couple Paper Mario games haven't haven't gotten that much love from fans. It was uh, Paper Mario Sticker Star and Paper Mario Color Splash, I think the two were. And those definitely didn't get as much love as Thousand Year Door did back in the day. Oh, no way. Yeah. Origami looks cool, though. No, I'm looking at it. Um, That's what I was going to say, because I'm a big Paper Mario guy. And what I'm thinking is, is this due to the corona like how much is this announcement right now due to the covid because you think this was going to come out of direct i mean it's possible uh, they earlier. couldn't film anything because of it yeah right because what i want to say which is also this was the best news of it all which now i think about it might adds to my thought on it which at the end of it this comes out you guys on july 17th that's two months as any gamer knows when you get a reveal everything's all oh, so long away when you get a game the only thing better is when they put a trailer and says this is out now you know when they do that like to just drop it right away yeah. but this is like two months out this is great so what i think is this game has to have been done already you know what i mean they have to have you know they're not already making it still with it being out in two months uh, i, mean, I they feel have like we've seen done. that a lot more recently as studios have learned that announcing something way ahead of releasing is almost bad because people get too hyped or start complaining and things so if you announce it closer to the release you worry about that less yeah also, Jared, what did you call it? Assassin's Creed, and not Assassin's Creed. Um, Watch Dogs Legion. Oh yeah. right, right, right. Really quick, what did you call the game when you said it, Jared? The origami what? I want to see if you made the mistake. I just said origami. Oh, just the origami. All right, so people I've been talking to, the the <laughs> the title is called Paper Mario: The Origami King. But everyone mm-hmm. I talk to, it rolls off the tongue. They keep saying the origami killer. And everyone keeps saying, no, it's not Origami Killer, it's Origami King. And I even caught myself saying Origami Killer a couple times, but it's not. So I think that was oh. pretty, I thought you said Origami Killer. That's, that's from Heavy Rain, right? I yeah. think it is. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Heavy Rain is the Origami Killer. Yeah, that's why. So very the Origami Killer. Oh, man, that's funny. But uh, I'm a, like I was saying, I'm a big fan of Paper Mario's. I really loved uh, A Thousand Year Door. Uh, and it doesn't really look like that because this doesn't look like a third game in the series of Paper See, it started with Paper Mario 64 and A Thousand Year Door of these really big uh, epic RPGs with like super unique partners and characters. And, you know, it was really fleshed out. This doesn't seem like that. This mm-hmm. seems more like a follow up to the ones I played also, uh, the more uh, DS ones like Color Splash, you were saying. Yeah, Color and Splash and Sticker Star, yeah. I feel like it's going to be more one of those, which I, I wanted to be more like a follow-up to the big part, uh, Paper Mario 64 and A Thousand Year Door, which Thousand Year Door is amazing. Um, I like the screenshots. I love the art style. I think the art mm-hmm. style is maybe more of a gameplay in a sense. You know what I'm trying to say? Instead of more art, it's used as gameplay. You know what I'm trying to say? Which is I think that's what, good. Yeah, I like that. I think that's really cool how they do that. I think that's really cool. I mean, that's been, yeah, it's definitely been something they've done for um, for a while where Thousand Year Doors, when they really got into, I didn't play the original, but in Thousand Year Door, I remember folding himself into a plane, into a boat, and mm-hmm. then using that to access different things. And then you had Super Paper Mario on the Wii, where it 
you were turning 3D and you were manipulating the camera, which lets you play with being paper kind of in different ways. But right. I also wasn't as big a fan of that one as I was of Thousand Year Door. So that's when you got into like having all the little, uh, what are they called? Like pixels or mixels or something like that. But the little kind of navy type fairies that all had different abilities you had to use. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And I'm, I'm excited. I thought it was underwhelming because of all the leaks, because this is the 35th anniversary of Mario and all the mm-hmm. leaks coming out of all working all the remasters. I guess this is the first we're getting of any little hint of Mario anything. You know what I mean? Because we haven't really got anything big Mario. I mean, I guess, what did we come out this year? Nothing 2020. Uh, well, Super Mario Maker was 2019. So yeah, nothing Mario 2020. So nothing I think this Mario is like, yet. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah. this. So I think this is like the start of something. I, and we talked about a couple weeks ago, Nintendo doesn't have any big games like announced. You know what I mean? Besides uh, this one RPG coming out. Uh, well, they have a couple of big games announced. We just don't have dates. Like, we know they're working on Metroid. We know they're working yeah. on Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. Right. But we just Not, don't. Yeah. We don't have any. any and we know, like, yet. updates are coming to Animal Crossing and Smash and stuff, but they haven't announced those. The only big game coming out is um, what's the one with the fighter from uh, that Smash they just added? He's in, uh, he's blonde. I don't know why I'm keeping the name. It's an RPG they have coming out. You know what I'm talking about, guys? It's like Dragon not Dragon Quest. I mean, the last one they added to Smash was Byleth, which I think was Fire Emblem. Yeah, that was from Fire mean, Emblem 3 you House. Mean, no, he's in the, no, he's in the, from before that, from Fatal Fury. No, he's in, he's in the main, he's in the main, uh, main roster. He has blonde hair. You mean Ken? No. <laughs> and he has that weird sword. It's not even a sword. It has like a blue thing in the middle. I don't even know like, that. No one plays it. Oh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade. Yeah, that's the. All right. So you can start. Yeah, that's the only. The new Xenoblade Chronicle. That's the only game they've announced this year, which is. It's going to look great. Right, that's not like a main party Nintendo. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. It's the only game. And that's not even a main Nintendo game. We have no actual release dates of anything AAA or you know, Big Bad. So yeah, that's weird. And we'll see about that. I like it. I'm excited. Next, we're going to move on to... Should we go to Tony Hawk? Should we talk about... Yeah, Epic let's game? talk Tony Hawk. All right, we'll talk Tony Hawk. So we oh, talked yeah. about it, how on the Summer Games Fest, it got leaked. So yeah, it did get leaked a couple of hours earlier because uh, Tony Hawk was texting someone. And then I know skateboarders, a lot of them. So Jason Dill, he was talking on some podcast weeks before saying, oh, we're coming back with it. Uh, we're getting all the original soundtrack, and I was blown awesome. away. I'm excited for this. Did you guys play any Tony Hawk's? Which one did you guys play? I never I, played a Tony Hawk game. Yeah, I grew up playing three and four. I never actually played the first two that they're oh, doing in the okay. remaster, but I'm excited for it anyways. That's awesome. No, that's awesome. I do remember that you played three and four. I'm a little bit so I played literally all of them. I live in LA, so we skateboard out here. We love it. So this is big for us. I think this is. And it's time now because Tony Hawk was big. I mean, they compare him to as as the icon of for to get a sport going, like Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali. He really was that first guy to get skateboard on the map. But this is in the eighties, nineties when it wasn't big. Now it's more of a mainstream. So it's not, you know, not big skateboarding is not like the norm for everyone. So I feel like is this going to be like a new thing for like young kids that didn't grow up with Tony Hawk until like 
go towards this, you know, you think, or um, you I didn't grow up with Tony Hawk. I didn't grow up with it, but I, one thing I've always heard about them is that the controls were really good, really of, like carrying like the feeling of skateboarding. And so I think if they can get that feeling and make the game feel right, I think, yeah, it could capture whole new people because it's been how long since, like, a skate? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, we thought I, that we were going to get that, yeah. I mean, I was I watching of, some of the gameplay they were showing for the remaster. It looks the same as the original, so I think it's going right. to feel good. Yeah, and it's who's handling this? It's Vicarious Visions, right? Vicarious Visions who did, who did the handheld version of it, and they did Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, because Neversoft died, didn't they? Yeah. I think so, or they were just kind of absorbed. But I was thinking yeah. more Spyro um, Spyro Reignited Trilogy, because that game, just the movement feels really good in that game. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Plus, in those games, that's where you had uh, Year of the Dragon with those weird skateboarding levels kind of hidden in there. <laughs> but I do love it. Let's. Uh, I have the date here. It comes out... On September, I think it was second. Yeah, September second. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yes. no, September fourth. Sorry, September fourth. Uh, co-op mm-hmm. and split screen, which I'm excited for. It comes with all the old secret levels. Um, and you I can think pre-order I now. Do online multiplayer too. Yeah, that's there's online competitive multiplayer and you know regular multiplayer. Yeah. Dom, I want you to know it's known for being putting video game soundtracks on the map. I mean, also like Zelda, the soundtrack, but really having like, those are like 8-bit soundtracks, you know. These are really having like licensed songs. They're all known for it. So they're getting the original, like every soundtrack. I'm reading right here. They're getting the Dead Kennedys songs. They're getting like Suicide Machines, Papa Roach, Rage Against the Machine. Like, it's just so good playing all the old music and the graphics when you like get cut up and all the blood. You can pre-order now. Right, uh, right now it says and get the demo for the warehouse level when that comes out. I want to know one more thing. What do you guys think? It says PS4, Xbox One, and I don't know PC, but I didn't see a PS5 or Series X. And that makes it even, I'm confused why it's not on Switch. Wouldn't this game be perfect on Switch? Yeah, you're absolutely right about the soundtracks being... Oh, I didn't hear that. No. I didn't oh, hear yeah. Soundtrack. Absolutely right about the soundtrack being good, but like you said, it's all licensed music. It's not right original soundtrack. That's why it's so hard to get these songs again, to get licensed songs. Well, that's the you same thing. I mean? Like when they put Scrubs on Netflix, they couldn't get the rights to a lot of the music, so they had to change the songs. Right. And people were saying, oh, it doesn't sound as good. Yeah. 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 Do you think, did you hear when I said um, about the PS5, how it's not on PS5 or Xbox? Series X. I didn't see that logo at the end. It's probably gonna go get up. You know, people buy it and they probably sell it again later and announce it. But um, yeah, it's probably well, backwards just compatibility early. too. Yeah, right, right. But you usually would think with it being on these new gen stuff and everyone announcing a new game, you'd want. Oh, when you buy this game, you you want the customer to know. At least I could hopefully play it on the new thing. Maybe they say it at the end, but hopefully that will come out. I don't know if you heard this either, Dom. I said on the why is this on the Nintendo Switch? Yeah, Perfect I did hear Switch. that. I did. What? This would be perfect for the Switch. Um, I think it'd be cool to have it handheld, but I wonder. Perfect. Most skate games have had handheld. I mean, but at the oh, same time, man. you got to remember the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One are, I'm guessing, pretty similar to develop for. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a similar kind of power that you can use, whereas the Switch is. You've got to make optimizations. You got to make the game run for the Switch. Yeah. And a big thing they were saying is like, this is all 4K, right? 
I think, I don't think so, yeah. I don't think the Switch can run that. I thought I read <laughs> yeah. something. Don't quote me, but I feel like I, maybe it was someone on Twitter that this might be don't running. Don't quote you. you dude, you're being recorded right now. Well, this is all well, quotes. Saying, this is, I feel like I heard that it said that this might be running in Unreal 5. Like when it is. But if it's going to be I, put out. I don't know. Like, Absolutely maybe not. not. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. See, so there's someone online. That said right, that that part. Cut that part out. <laughs> nah, um... Because they said Unreal Five is not launching till 2021. Right. So that may, okay. So I'm wrong. That's I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, even if they gave early access to devs, they wouldn't be ready for something yet. So what yeah. I'm confused about the Switch thing is this. Do you think? Like I mean, I agree with you. You're saying Dom, but the last you're right. Uh, a game like a skate game on handheld is perfect. Because the last time I played a skate game on handheld was the Tony Hawks on uh, on Game Boy. And that, you know, who made those were Vicarious Visions. So Vicarious Visions has made a handheld Tony Hawk on a Nintendo system before. And it's weird that they don't want on here, especially the last games they put on Switch was Spyro and Crash. And that sold great on the Switch. So you'd be like, oh, why wouldn't they want to put this on there? But well, it is once again, you got to remember later. those didn't come out day one. They came out later. Yeah. Right. That is true. That is really true. It is really true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, one thing last to add on that, they're, the Vicarious Visions, they said they're fleshing out a create a park and create a skater modes that weren't in there, which I'm awesome. really excited for. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, might be another reason they can't bring it to Switch is that I wonder what kind of stuff goes into like making it, making that create a park and create a skater tech. Right, right. Possible. Good thing, Jared, have you only yeah. played Pro Skater 3 and 4? Yeah, I think so. Do you ever play like, the newer ones? Like I didn't play Ride. I mean, I did. I, I've played every one. Some I like oh, more well, than like, others. Like Ride. Yeah, Underground is great. I was gonna see if you played Underground or American Wasteland. Those are great. no. I saw, I've I've watched people play them, but I never played them myself. And they're oh, go back if you ever can to buy them because they're really replayable. Like they hold up really well now. So. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So yeah, definitely. So we will got keep you guys uh, more details when more Tony Hawk details come in. So next, we're gonna move on to some chunkier stuff. We want to leave to. Ooh, which we go on first, the Unreal Engine or Ghosts? What do you guys want to talk about? Ghosts. All right. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. I just want to say, first thing, Ubisoft better have been watching. That is how you do a gameplay reveal. <laughs> um, I, re I read all of Xbox fan Twitter saying they never like Sony, though. It says, that's we get hands off to Sony. That's how... We wanted to see an Assassin's Creed review or anything, you know what I mean? For inside <laughs> Xbox, you didn't get much gameplay under there. That is amazing. It was a solid reveal. Yeah, and I kept saying, I, I was talking to my friends before, uh, are like, what we wanted from this, and of speaking of how gameplay demos have been so crappy lately, I was just like, I just want like a little vertical slice of it, maybe like five minutes of a level. I even was saying like, just show me the HUD. Uh-uh, Sucker Punch came out and was like, no, this, we're showing you our game. Full out, and I hats off everyone on the internet, everyone in the gaming community is loving it, and it's amazing. Um, what did you guys' first impressions? Because we're gonna go, I have this split up into customization, exploration, and combat. So we'll go through that. But what your, your first thoughts? What do you guys think? I think Ghost of Tsushima looks really good. I especially like the little nods to kind of like the Japanese culture, like they said, like the foxes will lead you to like the little Inari shrines. Ooh, yes. Yeah. And Inari is like, uh, he's a, not a God, but like they call him Kami, like the Kami of like rice foxes and like agriculture. Right. So it's kind of cool that they've got like 
these little things like related to it leading it. Plus, I really like the guiding wind. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Any game that uses a system to make it so you're not looking at a map while moving through the world to guide you is so good. Right, right. First thing I want to start on, because we'll go through all the points I said, but I went back and played recently because I knew this was coming up, this gameplay reveal. Uh, I think it was last week I installed Infamous 2 and just went around and was playing it. And we were talking before, we love Infamous 2, Jared. It's such a great game. Mm-hmm. But just to see the step up of what Sucker Punch has done, like, wow. You know what I mean? They've like, done well wow. for themselves. Yeah, wow. And just to see the the generation leap from Sly Cooper to Infamous to this, like, they really have some people there loving what they do and really trying to make a, a crafted art. Like, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> I want them to do really quick because I love – did you play Sly Cooper, Jared? No, that was no. before I had a PlayStation. Did you ever play yeah. Sly Cooper, Dom? Oh, Sly Cooper is one of my favorite platformers. It's so good. I want them to be like a little like Tanuki or like Fox in the game and just to steal from me as a little Easter egg in Ghost of Tsushima as like a nod to Sly Cooper. Imagine this little like Fox that steals that has a little bandit mask. That would be a really funny nod. So, yeah, uh, yeah that'd be funny. I mean, they, they probably will hide stuff. They always in the right, end, yeah, would yeah. hide storefronts references. Right, right, right. right. They would. I think that's just funny though. They'll do something. They'll do something. All right. So another thing, uh, I loved how it was 18. That's a long, it was 18 minutes. That was a long, long gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually with 18 minute long ones, cause I found out they, they said before it's going to be 18 minutes. Uh, you think that there's going to be like spoilers and you want to, and it's hard to show a first gameplay cause it's almost like a pilot episode of a TV show, which I always say is the hardest because a pilot episode, you have to catch your viewers right and keep them wanting to come back but you have to also explain your characters your setting you know a hook you know a, a conflict and that's all in one episode to make it want someone gonna come back and something like a first gameplay mm-hmm. you kind of want to see it but you don't want to spoil what you want to do and like the real main of it like what was yeah. that a death stranding trailer didn't kojima spoil a big part in it in the trailer or something like the ending was spoiled in the trailer and then the final fantasy 7 remake there was something in the launch trailer there was like a spoiler in that it's like you really could spoil something like this beautiful of a game but they really did it well what do you guys think or just I like think, the presentation i think in some cases like i don't know enough to talk about the spoilers for final fantasy and death stranding i didn't watch them either but, i just i guess there's a shot in it that's a of a last boss scene in the trailer of the launch trailer. yeah but i never watched it but. what i think is that showing kind of things like that is especially for a game like final fantasy where it's a remake is interesting because then the question becomes all right we know it's different but how is it going to get to where to where it's different like what are they changing right so, no that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense yeah, that's yeah. just me though i get some people want to go in completely blind right but then you know that's what are trailers for Right, right. That is that is what trailers are for. Um, I watched it with watch, you. Don't oh. watch the trailer. Say again, Jay. Say again. Yeah, if you want to go in completely blind, just don't watch the trailer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like with movies. Like I don't like watching trailers for movies now. It spoils too much of it. So, yeah, it's weird. But uh, they did that perfectly. I want to talk about little like points I had that I wrote down because I watched this live with you, Dom. Uh, that you talked about also the guiding wind I wrote down it's just guiding wind it's, I thought it was too cool to navigate the open world 
which is awesome. And they've really done with like Infamous. There is a lot of, in any open world game like Assassin's Creed, there's a lot of just go here to go there. There's a go 20 meters and follow this mission marker. Sucker Punch really, I mean, that's why it's called Ghosts of Shushima, this world. They want you to explore Shushima. So they could have easily made you put this go here, go there. But they're like, no, we want you to explore here and use the wind, which I think that's so smart and awesome. I think that's great. What do you guys think? I think it's awesome. I'd love to see more games do that kind of styling. Right. To I really want them to do that, yeah. Put in the visual style into the gameplay elements to guide you instead of just being, hey, we're going to slap a mini-map on your HUD. Right. And they want that because the way they're showing Japan is very unique. Like They, don't, they want you to take everything in, mm-hmm. not just go through that. Yeah, it's a beautiful uh, world they've crafted, it looks like. Right. They crafted it really well. I don't know. Also, some caught my eye in the first couple of minutes. Do you remember when he starts fighting? Uh, they changed the aspect ratio to make it look more cinematic. I don't know if that was just in the trailer or if that's really in the game. Do you remember what I'm talking about, Dom? Yeah, I think I it might that? be. Like, basically, did you watch the State of Play, Jared? Yeah, so I did, did watch it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, for viewers who might not have, um, it's basically that scene where he walks up in walks up to the camp dressed in samurai armor mm-hmm. and him and the manga warrior kind of like face off the aspect narrow ratio narrows and so you get like kind of a wide cinematic shot of them lining up with each so other cool. before right. it kicks off and the aspect ratio goes back to normal it is pretty cool do you I'm think that's for the gameplay i'm guessing it's part of the gameplay yeah do you remember that part jared do you know what i'm talking about yeah and like later on they talked about their their love of like uh, samurai cinema, so I'm guessing mm-hmm. that's just an element they've put in. Well, you took the words out of my mouth. Yep. Yeah. I love I samurai cinema. I think it's yep. just flavor, though. I think it's not something you're going to be able to have on all the time. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think it's just like you can play it in black and white and you can play it with the Japanese voice track right. the entire time, but when it comes to those battles, it'll just kind of fall, kind of like Fallout only goes into slow motion on like kills. Like final kills. Right. Yeah, it'll it's be contextual. A... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, also, what I really liked was um, the combat stances. So that they showed that, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And I was asking you during the gameplay event, because um, it shows on the bottom corner, it's L and R, but you don't know what buttons those are. Do you think that's like stand? Like, how what buttons are going to be used for all these? You think? Is it be so- hard? I'd, I'd be surprised if they didn't stick to kind of like similar control schemes to what they've used or something similar to say Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Dark Souls. Right. Because with so many games coming out now, there's kind of a general a general expectation that controls are going to be easy to pick up. So I'm expecting mm-hmm. like left bumper, like you tap it just right to parry or you hold it to block and it's going to be R1 to attack probably right i just don't want to be too easy because they were showing a lot of stuff where um they just go up and he would kill them one shot them do you know what i mean because we were probably seeing gameplay very early in the game there will probably be tougher enemies later on that we haven't seen yet yeah i would be surprised there's not you see i'm the opposite i hope enemies stay kind of that the jobber enemies stay that easy to take down 
because like you were talking about Assassin's Creed Odyssey earlier and I'm replaying I'm playing through that really quick I want to say that interrupt you because we're going to make a lot of comparisons to Odyssey and like Breath of the Wild this game is which I it's not bad so go on you said about Odyssey because everyone agrees it's, it's I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't compare it to Breath of the Wild yeah. definitely no not. really um, I think it's like a mixture of Breath of the Wild and of like the whole openness and Assassin's Creed the best part of Assassin's Creed kind of well, well, go on what you're saying. I just want yeah. Getting back to what I was saying, like the biggest problem I have with Odyssey is what you mentioned earlier. It's that everything scales. So even if I go back to Kefalonia at level 25, I still got to put a lot of, well, not a lot of effort, but I still got to put effort right. into taking down enemies. Whereas right, right. I feel like if I'm going back, I like going back to previous areas overpowered and being able to just like wipe everything. Like yeah, for me, that's, that's the point fun. of having different leveled zones. Otherwise, you know, just don't scale it. That's right. just me. Especially in RPG, you want to you go places to go. Sometimes you don't want to go there. You go explore somewhere else to level up and come back. You know, level up your items. You don't want this thing is the same level. So we'll see yeah. how they deal with the level system. I'm gonna guess based on how they did, like in um, Infamous Second Son, the enemies. Like you'd have the same enemies throughout, but they then just add some tougher ones into the mix later on. So that's probably what the kind of style to go for, just based on what they've done in the past. No, true. That's true. Also, I a little side note. I liked how when you went up to a guy, uh, it seems like they're they're scared of you. Like some of the villagers will be like influenced by you. Like one guy was running back, like back. So what you mm-hmm. do influences that. I really like. I think that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another part we'll talk about exploration. We talked about the exploration was, I think, it keeps you curious. They, I mean, they they want they keep you curious, and they really guiding you through this island, but through the wind. And uh, oh, and you can call a horse. Any game with a horse is awesome, <laughs> right? Any game with a good horse. What do you think they're gonna name the horse? Can you, can you, do you think you're gonna be able to name it? Who I don't know. That is a tough one. Yeah. Uh, do you think? And the customization. Do you think you'll be able to customize the horse? That's a good one. That's Possibly. Possibly. That'd be cool. Horse armor. Like yeah, nice, nice horse armor DLC. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> then I was watching that and thinking, because I love games of horses and Red Dead did it over the top with the horse like graphics. We better see in like with the horses pooping, there better be horse pooping. <laughs> no, I think it's gonna end up not necessarily like Odyssey where they have all the different skins because Ubisoft has shown they're willing to kind of go over the top with stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you can have like a unicorn as a steed. Right. I think they're gonna keep it serious, but right. Maybe they'll have like like you said, armor, but so but it actually serves a function where like your horse won't get as scared of people rushing at it if it's got armor on. Right. Because it feels Good. more confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point you said with more grounded, because I actually talk about that because I'm a big big lover in films and and like you said jared these old japanese films and i was listening to the developers their big influence of kurosawa and i'm taking a film class well it's done now but we did watch a lot of kurosawa films Akira kurosawa, yeah. yeah 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 and the, the people that made this talk about a lot how they're really influenced by it mm-hmm. and uh which is something funny the giant bomb guy he uh one of the video game people he tweeted out saying after they the black and white mode he remembers interviewing them three years earlier and they showed him a little bit of ghost Tsushima, and he wrote or he said he's sitting next to the developer saying oh i really love kurosawa films you know it'd be cool 
a black and white mode. And the developer said, hmm, that sounds good. And look, now there's a black and white mode. So who thought maybe that influenced him? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Right. I wonder if he's just... Uh, I wonder if it, like he's just taking credit for that, being like, oh, right. yeah, I told him right. about it first. Right. But talking more about the grounded, because I love this, as Kurosawa's films, they're more grounded and realized, and, and yeah. I like that because a lot of uh, feudal Japan or these type of games can get really over the top. And mm. kind of like, and I'll talk about Sekiro, which I love Sekiro, but Sekiro went in the direction where you're fighting monkeys and huge, you know, they went that mythical route. I don't well, think not, this game. Yeah, but, that's more of a different route. This is more historical drama. Right. I don't think you're seeing dragons in this game. You know what I'm trying to say? I don't think you're going to be seeing big monsters, which I like. I, but I'm curious what then the bosses are going to be. Like, will there be a Far Cry moment where he, you know, like he falls asleep in Far Cry, like hallucinates? I think maybe this guy will hallucinate and then there'll be like evil monsters that you've never fought. Like, is it just going to be like human enemies the whole time? Probably not. I think. For the most part, Sony's first-party games, if we look at the last few, we had God of War, we've had Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Those have all stayed pretty grounded where they're just trying to tell their story. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'd love to see them make like a silly game like a Sunset Overdrive to cut loose. But at the same time, I think they're going to kind of keep to what I've seen, and that's just in service of story above mm-hmm. everything else. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I like how they give you options too. I remember yeah. watching a part where he he goes into a place that's under Mongol control, and you can you can either have the option to like free the people or move on. So yeah. maybe there'll be like an honor system, not an honor system, but you know, like good path or bad path. You could choose how you want to do it. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, also, uh, there's no mini map. They like, I mean, there is a mini map, but they really scraped the mini map. I really like paused on those videos and or on those parts and looked at it. There is a mini map, but they really make it minimalist, which I love games that have this minimalist feel, which is so good. Going back to Odyssey, I was talking, we're going to talk a lot about Odyssey. A lot of people say this is like Odyssey, and people even give it the horizon feel. I said that to Dom, you didn't feel that. Like kind of the movement of Horizon Zero Dawn, and like the vibe of that open world. Did you feel that at all? Um, I didn't feel, it didn't feel very Horizon Zero Dawn to me because the main focus was on the melee combat Mm -hmm. in that trailer and no one plays Horizon Zero Dawn for the melee combat. It's very much kind of a huntress. You're hunting down these creatures with like bow, arrow, Mm tripcaster, all of that. With this, it's very much, I mean, the first thing they show you was like kind of the way of the honorable samurai where you basically walk up and then it's like, all right, we're going to do a sword showdown here. So, and then when you're taking people out it's he uses a bow for a couple shots but the first thing they do is they go up onto a roof and then it's going back to assassin's creed assassin's creed style you know drop down and then shank him yeah are you going to be playing this you guys definitely want to play this is something that piques your interest i'll probably grab it this more than last of us because i know last i know i like i'm gonna get both I don't want to play The Last of Us, honestly. I know you don't like The Last of Us. I don't want to but... be miserable. I just want to... <laughs> Give me a samurai. Give me a samurai movie. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to both those games, but I'm not yeah. like jumping out of my seat for either of them. Right. right. Fair right. play. Right. 
I'm excited to see more um, the combat stances they use. I also like they said that the armor gives mechanical advantages, not just uh, cosmetic advantages, yeah. which I always love and hate in games like this because sometimes in games I want to look the coolest, no matter even if like the armor's not great, you know what I mean? But sometimes yeah. like, oh, I'm not doing the best stats, so you need to have to look to like something that you don't want to obviously, obviously wear. Yeah. So I, I want to see that. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe they'll have some sort of transmog option where you can like make your better stat gear look cooler right what I, right what i they hope did for say them that if you collect flowers you can recolor some yeah of it. you can dye it Ooh, okay okay yeah and that is that separate from charms because i heard you could get all charms and i mean there's so that much is separate game. from charms that's yeah, like okay. think of it like I feel um like... breath of the wild dyeing your clothes yeah. Uh, exactly. See, and like, I'd even say it. You say Breath of the Wild. See, there's, and, and just not, it's not your fault. It's everyone online, and it's a good thing that they're getting these, a mixture of Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, and Horizon. Cause, and I'll say right here, Breath of the Wild is a Japanese. I'm not, not going to compare this to Breath of the Wild. It doesn't look close to Breath of the Wild. No, I'm not comparing it like looking. It's I'm just talking about this, like, you know, this one the system just dyeing the clothes a different color. Right. It's, right. you know, similar. It's you could yeah, also yeah. compare it to like Smash Bros, where you just press X or Y and you get a different kind of right. colored skin or Street <laughs> Fighter or whatever it is. It's just you know the dying made me think of the die shop. Right. Yeah, and I think people are jumping to oh, you ride a horse and you explore, so it's like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Like, right. That Breath of the Wild wasn't the first exploration game. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. they've done it one of the best. Yeah. Yeah the first and i see a lot of people saying and i i kind of agree in my way like this game doesn't look mechanically revolutionary but it looks like it's refining a lot of things which there is nothing wrong with you know what i mean i would like, agree things with that. that we know like everything that's what i'm saying that's why it's getting all these breath of wild feels and this of solid like your aloneness and exploring and i think that's good because our breath of wild is a japanese open world rpg made by japanese people this game is in Japan, so you know, and but it also does the same thing that I feel Japanese developers do the best, and that is making a world where there's like pockets of things that are dense to explore. You know what I mean? But then there are pockets of the world that are like spaced out and limited. Well, I just want to remind you of something here. This isn't a Japanese developer. This is Sucker. No, I know, I know, but I think they're right. But I think they're taking cues from that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I think that's what they tried to say in the state of play. Right, that's what they're trying to say in the state of play. They're, and I think all Japanese games, Japanese games that do that really well, I think they're doing it like that. And that's good and bad. Some people don't like that because you look at GTA, which is the best-selling game of all time, and that game is sprawling with things and jam-packed. But that and that, you know, people obviously like that. But this is not that, and people will like this just as much because. And I might be crazy, but I mean, GTA is one of my favorite games. Red Dead is my favorite Rockstar game. And I love those moments in Red Dead where I'm just riding for 10 minutes with not a lot of action. And I think Japan and Sucker Punch and that setting just really nails that. You know what I mean? Which we're going to love just look exploring. You know? I mean, it looks like we might, yeah, but it's still early to tell. Right. I mean, it's not going to be as sprawling like GTA. Hopefully it's not. Well, the map looks pretty good. I just, I don't know, I don't feel... It's got, like Breath of the Wild. You were saying like a lot of things densely packed. Breath of the Wild doesn't really have that. Yeah, they've got the shrine. Well, they've got the Koroks. I mean, I meant they do these like pockets. Hunt. I meant to explain it how like Breath of the Wild, like 
that is like a way they they create that game. You know what I mean? I think, How that's, I think you're you know, just trying to make this game fit that metaphor. Like Breath of the Wild, you have the shrines and the Korok seeds scattered all over the place. But other than that, it's you do kind of get this feeling of a world that's there, but it's not. How do I put this? Like it's not oh, jam packed. Yeah, like a lot of the fun comes just from exploring and seeing what's there. Right. But it's not just Breath of the Wild. I think it just has little bits of everything. You know what I mean? Like that part when you're throwing, which now I felt maybe it's a little more Assassin's Creed stealth. But when I was watching it live. When he first gets into throwing something at dark and like sneaking up, I was like, "This is like Batman now." You know what I mean? Like it's like it's crazy. It's weird. Stealth vibes, yeah. Right, you got those vibes. See, I didn't even say it to you. You got that like weird arc. Like so, they're doing that with their stealth these days. Right, right. um, Ever since arc. Yeah, exactly. I'm just excited because it's nice. I'm going to be exploring, and they do good things of like having a lot of big open fields of wheat. And I saw like in the gameplay, like a tower of in a distance, and you're on a mountain. We saw some villages, but I think this is a lot more about exploring Shishima and having a journey, and that's something you know, I like. Mm-hmm. All right, and I like that I said before it doesn't spoil anything. A lot of these could be like spoiled with the story. They did so little story or story stuff, which yeah, is nice. Yeah. I liked also they showed a part where you're like on a mountain looking on the horizon and you like just see outposts and then you see smoke popping up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. like a weird tree. And you could just be like in your head, like, oh, I want to go explore that instead of I was saying like with other Ubisoft games or other games like, oh, go 20 meters, go to there. Like this one, oh, go take the wind. And I think that's really good. Yeah. Not find it over there by myself instead of getting spoiled. You know what I mean? Again, going to the spoiled. Uh, one last thing we'll talk about on this. They showed some gameplay mechanics, which piqued my interest. Um, I talked about, do you like the whole gameplay? You guys like it? Like, like, uh, of the fighting and shooting the arrows. You saw that and the horse, like everything else. Sure. Like, yeah. I think it looks good. Yeah. All right. I think like Don said, it doesn't look groundbreaking. It just looks like they've taken elements of games that already exist and are just doing it very well. Right. Yeah, like I said, people are saying it's not it's not mechanically similar to games we've seen before, and that's not such essentially a bad thing. You know, like I said, they're giving something familiar but piquing your interest, like I said. So mm-hmm. and it's cool. You see things like getting minor charms and skill points to help like your I think level up techniques, I guess. And they integrate that in the world is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh do you think they also will give an option for people that don't want it like so open worldy like say people think that's too hard to just be like they want it a more like oh go here go there that's just how you play it they're not going to change the game for that like an odyssey you can have a mode in odyssey will make like hints on like show where the waypoint is or else you have to find the waypoint you think i think they're going to keep the system they have because it's not like they're using the mini map and the symbols they're using the guiding wind Right. So I'm sure if people want, they can just, you know, deselect a quest and try and play it that way. But at the same time, I think. Like maybe they're considering it. But that's also the gameplay mechanic for them. You know, that gameplay mechanic's a big thing for them. Well, I that, think that's yeah. just now, that's just kind of throwing things out there and wondering if they're. Yeah, that's purely considering it. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, what were you saying? I was just going to say, you know how like Spiral Year of the Dragon I was talking earlier had like the hidden skateboarding levels? It's like mm-hmm. maybe they're having hidden skateboarding levels because Tony Hawk's coming out. It's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they would 
do anything like that and then not talk about it during that big gameplay reveal, especially after showing off the, you know, the black and white mode, the Japanese soundtrack and like them trying to make it as much like a samurai film as possible. I think they do want to keep that guided experience of like to keep it cinematic and keep it the story paced. Yeah. Well, like something with Sekiro, going back to that, like it was hard, but they didn't, the developers didn't really go in and change, make an easy mode where the bosses have less health. You know what I mean? That's the way they wanted the game to be played. And I respect that. So yeah. we'll just keep that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's prerogative. Yeah. Yeah. I did get Sekiro vibes kind of from the combat too. Did any of you guys play Sekiro? Like no, the, yeah. Like, yeah. Like kind of like the, how it, oh, you did. Oh man. I forgot you did. Yeah. You're, you're a true gamer. That game is so damn hard. <laughs> It was so hard. So, did you get any Sekiro vibes from the combat at all? Not really. That was actually something I was hoping for. I was hoping it would kind of look as fast and yeah. I know this word is kind of hard to like interpret, but kind of like poppy. Right. Like, like the combat's more forgiving and accessible. I feel you're poppy. You're right. No, like I've Sekiro's combat is like more feels more immediate than the combat looked in the Ghost of Tsushima trailer. Like the Ghost yeah. of Tsushima trailer reminded me of Odyssey, which I'm not a big fan of, like the in-person combat. Because you are playing it now, <laughs> even if you don't like it, you are playing it. I do, I do respect that. Nah, I picked it back up, and I'm thinking I'm going to be done with What's it. What's I mean? You're playing? Oh, oh, now you're done. I just a game I don't like. I just don't play. You're like you gave it a chance, which I, yeah. <laughs> I like. But like, I'll try to hit a parry in Odyssey, which is one of the reasons I don't like it. And I'll like I miss the parries a lot because. For some of the windows, you have forever, and then some of the windows, like the little flashpoint pops up right as the attack hits. And there's like a delay oh, between yeah. when you hit the buttons and when your character actually goes to parry. Right, right, right. So that's, that's where I true. end up having my problems. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's more immediate. I'm hoping it has the immediacy of like a Sekiro or a Dark Souls. It right, might- right. What were you saying, Jared? Said it might later on. We don't know. We've still seen early game. Right. I think, like I said, with you said with the poppy, like this combat feels and looks generally more like forgiving, accessible, and they can mess that up because a game like this, the combat will probably get crazy, as you can see with a lot of people on there. And I'm excited to see how they handle it because, for example, God of War, you could essentially play that game the whole way through, which I've done it, but mashing, or you could go into those high Valkyrie missions and fight some impossibly difficult bosses. You know what I mean? And actually like combo. So like you could just comp like just button mash through. So I don't know if you're just gonna be able to button mash through this. So I love when a game can scale the difficulty. Well, we'll see how they do that. Like, yeah, we'll yeah. just see. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering uh, if it's going to be kind of like, cause from what I saw, it looked like they were going for more of a, it didn't look like they'd have in God of war, like the powers. Right. Like in God of War, you know, you can like get the like wave of ice up out of the ground that goes at the enemy. You can throw the axe, call it back. In Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you know, you can get the Spartan kick. You can get that like energy explosion. I don't think they'll have abilities like that, which is why I'm wondering if the combat's going to stay more immediate, but more challenging. Kind of like, like, I know I'm probably tired of me saying it, but like Dark Souls or Sekiro. I would guess that way because it, yeah, it doesn't feel like they're going for anything magical. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, I agree with you on that. Um, one more thing about the combat I was thinking you saw 
one point the tackling uh, Jin was tackling an enemy shipyard in like different ways. One is more swords blazing and fighting, and one's more stealth, as they I guess they called it the ghost. So there's two characters you play as Jin or the ghost of Tsushima. No, uh, they're, right? the, they're the same character. Oh, but it's two different. Like, there's like I thought there was like two. I know it's same different same there character. Are, it's almost like two, two styles, right? There are, yeah, two play styles. They were calling okay. it the honorable samurai or the dishonorable ghost. Okay, yeah, that's cool. So like All when right. you play samurai style, it's like you were talking about the aspect ratio where you're going in and you're like dueling enemies and fighting quote unquote honorably. Whereas like the mm-hmm. dishonorable ghost is like you're sneaking in, you're causing distractions, and you're not trying to fight the enemy you're just trying to kill him yeah right. yeah that's true all right and in that fight he did like a standoff too did you see that yeah we talked you about that with the aspect ratio and just yeah but you can yeah. yeah but after that i was saying you do like a one hit kill and there's like a it almost seems i don't know if there's like a version of like dead eye where it's unclear if like if you could just get like a bunch of people in one so we'll see i don't know i i'm excited for it by the way you guys gonna play in subtitles or no uh, probably, but yeah, I probably. think it's about time uh, we wrap it up. Well, we had to talk a lot about Ghost Tsushima, a lot yeah. of game news. But thank you, Jared, for coming in this week. Yeah, thank you, yeah, Kenley. thanks for having me. Soon. Good having yeah, you again. Yeah. Pleasure. Yep. We didn't get to talk about Unreal, so we'll talk about that next week with probably mm-hmm. more announcements. But yeah, thank you guys for coming in. Like always, this is Untitled Gamecast. I'm Aiden Gross. I'm Dominic. And I'm have a good one. Oh, and Jared. <laughs> Later. Have a good one, you guys. Bye. <laughs>